Hey guys, today we are going to be talking to somebody who uh, is a dear friend, he's a neighbor, but more than that, he's one of the youngest influencers in the finance space. Somebody who every time I meet, I learn 10 new things from. Uh, we are going to be talking to the very, very humble, and uh, I, I call him shy, but he's not, uh, Kushal Lodha. Hey Kushal, uh, welcome to Connecting the Dots. Hi Ashwin, thank you so much for having me. And I think you are more humble and modest because always like whenever I see you and I meet you, I learn like 100 different things. You learn 10 from me, I learn 100 from you. That is something. <laughs> it is. I, I love how we met on the uh, WhatsApp building, yeah. WhatsApp group. And you were like, hey, can you connect me to somebody in Zomato, Swiggy? And you know, that I connected you to somebody and then we'll end up meeting. Yeah. And and when you uh, when I uh, Googled your name, what all came up and I was blown away. I first thought it's some college kid, you know, looking for some connect or something. But uh, when I uh, did just and one Google search is more than enough for you. Your YouTube channel came up, this came up, and that came up. The fact of writing a book, which I think is amazing. And uh, I, uh, I was even telling Sanil uh, from Huddle the other day when you met, we all met that yeah, I don't think I was doing this much at your age. So it's very enviable and very, very credible to what you've done. Means a lot. Actually, this coming from you means a lot to me. So uh, tell me about your journey so far. Right? I mean, I know you did CA and I know, did, I know you did well in CA, but give me a little bit of background before that. Sure, sure. So I am born and brought up in Nasik. I stayed there for a good 17 years of my life. Hmm. And then I shifted to Bombay when I was 18 in the year 2017 for my CA articleship. So before my CA journey started, I was like a very, very shy kid. In my school days, I still remember whenever I used to hold a mic, I used to shiver. Like this is the story of 2011 when I was in grade 8. Oh, wow. I was the CCA captain, which is the co-curricular activities captain where you have to take care of all the activities which happen in school. Mm-hmm. And one activity hota hai, you have to conduct the morning assembly prayers. Oh my God. And there are 1000 students standing in front of you. And I'm like, okay, I'm telling them, okay, please sing the national anthem, etc. And I'm, my hands are shivering and everyone is able to see that. So that was a kid like back in 2011. And I still remember those days which were not so good to be honest. <laughs> but after that, I think the journey changed completely when I enrolled in my CA curriculum. Mm. Gave my CA like from 2015 to 2019. Luckily got All India ranks in all the three levels of CA exams. And then I worked at Aditya Bidla group for two years and uh, like started my content creation journey as well. So did you start your content creation journey while you were at Aditya Bidla or did you start it after? I started exactly one month after I joined Aditya Bidla group. So, nice. in fact, like 15 days before. So, basically, I my job was, uh, my first day was on 8th June 2020. Hmm. My first video on YouTube was on 20th May 2020. So, it's <laughs> a 18 days gap which I had. But Not almost big. at the same time. And LinkedIn and Instagram started one year after YouTube. Hmm. So, hmm. like, if you ask me about YouTube, it's like 15 days before the job itself. That is fantastic. How much did the job help you with your content journey? I think uh, like both both the things I was doing quite uh, parallelly. So the routine for me was very hectic, to be honest. So I used to start my work at 9, 9.30 a.m. I used to reach office by 9.30 a.m. I used to get free by 7.30, p.m. in the evening after like working from my office. And once I used to reach home, then I used to just think about some content ideas, think about, okay, what videos I can create on, what would be value additive to everyone. And uh, mostly I used to create something on finance, something on startups, etc. Which I was working at Aditya Birla Group also. So basically I didn't have to do a lot of research as such. But at least I used to do some like nominal research, okay, which will help me in order to just act confident and just like make me sound as a smart intellect and intellectual person. So that was something which I did. So I was in Aditya Birla Ventures, which is a venture mm-hmm. capital fund. So I used to learn a lot of technical terms in startups. Like there are a lot of things which you need to learn as a venture capital when you're investing in startups. So I used to create some videos on those topics where I used to educate all the people in terms of 
what should you look at before investing in startups what are these some technical terms like cac which is customer acquisition cost etc this might be simple for us as of now because we have been dealing it in our sure. businesses day to day but a lot of tier 2 tier 3 tier 4 people they don't know the meaning of cac like what exactly is cac mm. in fact even like one of our favorite founders like kunal shah right mm. like he, in one of his interviews i was reading he didn't even know the meaning of cac before his first startup and he was like cac kya hota pata nahi like free, before he was running free, free charge. charge correct so and he was like meko nahi pata and then like the vc only explained him that okay cac is customer acquisition cost etc so these are some content pieces which i was using and therefore my job was very much helpful for me in order to produce my content pieces so when you started this journey did you think you would reach the level you are at today or was it like a hobby and was designed to be a hobby or did you have this career path ki okay i'm going to do this for a couple of years then i'm going to become a full time content creator no, actually to be honest i don't like if someone calls me a full time content creator <laughs> today also in fact like you introduced me as an influencer i don't even like if someone calls me an influencer <laughs> the reason is very simple because i don't devote more than 5% of my time into content creation mm-hmm. like i have automated that entire process which we can discuss later on mm. but uh, the thing is that i devote 95% of my time towards something else towards something which i am building for my startup and 5% of my time goes into content creation Now answering your question, it's a very funny story. So I started YouTube channel because of my sister. Mm. So what happened was I got an All India Rank five in my CA finals. Mm. A mm. lot of students used to ask me the same set of questions, and they they called me Kushal Bhaiya, mm. which is like something mm. which I don't like. Are you Bhaiya? Are you Bhaiya? Or is Kushal Bhaiya? So they used to be like Kushal Bhaiya. You have studied how much? You have coaching how much? You joined? Where did you do this from? Etc. I thought instead of replying to each and every one on LinkedIn, let us create a YouTube video. Mm. Send that YouTube video's link to everyone so mm. that even people will get to know and they'll start sharing automatically. Mm. That's how I started YouTube without the fact that I didn't even know कितना पैसा कमाते YouTubers कितना brand deals से मिलता है उनको कैसे monetization होता है how much YouTube pays to them without any idea at all. Mm. Mm. And after that, I got to know that okay, यार I mean uh, the first brand deal which I got was from An Academy where they were paying me two and a half thousand when I was at five thousand subscribers. and i was like ki mahine ke char videos bhi kar lunga to 10000 rupaye mahina milega it is a good passive income for me like i was very happy at that point of time but then i got to know are itna itna bhi charge karte at people at let's say 1 million subscribers can charge around 6 to like 5 to 6 lakhs for an integrated wow. video etc and that is something which really blew my mind and then today also i don't devote a lot of time it's not my career as such but it's a good way of let's say attracting my customers because what i'm trying to build is very similar to what i have in my audience and community so it's a good way of cross selling altogether so what at what point did you decide ki i want to quit my job and obviously not do this full time but start your entrepreneur journey right again this is quite interesting so 30th june 2022 was the day i quit my job which is almost uh, 10 months back now mm-hmm. and the reason i did that or maybe the thing which struck my mind was pretty simple that i always come from an entrepreneurial background mm-hmm. just like you only so the thing is uh, just like you asking just like your son actually because you are also an entrepreneur <laughs> so the thing is that uh, i my like my father is into real estate he is like doing well in nasik he has his own business everyone in my family beat my uncle my like from my mom side from mm. my dad side everyone in my family is an entrepreneur so at the end of the day i always had this entrepreneurial bug within me that kuch na kuch to khud ka karna hi aage jaake but i didn't know that it was supposed to happen so soon just within 2 years of joining aditya birla group So this was March 2022 three months before leaving my job I went to my hometown for three days for holy mm. holy vacation was there. like mm. vacation I think three days long weekend was there mm. and uh, basically I spoke to my parents and I was like uh, I think I should quit my job and I'll just focus on something else I'm missing out on a lot of opportunities as well now opportunities as in I was getting a lot of uh, let's say ad shoots by a lot of different brands which I was not able to go because of my full time job there are a lot of creator meetup events which happen on a regular basis which I was not able to go 
then there are a lot of these guests which i also interview on my youtube channel who are like billionaires of india and mm. i can't tell them please aap weekend pe karo saturday sunday because mera job hai to main aa nahi sakta that is something which i was missing on and most importantly i thought that uh, this is something which is my passion now like at least starting something and getting these opportunities will just fetch me uh, something which i would also like at the end of the day and to be transparent with your audience also i think i was making more in my content creation than my salary at aditya birla group despite giving 5% of my time so i thought that well, the money is not the thing but at least i thought that i have a good safety net, net mm. now even if mm. i quit my job mm. it's absolutely fine because i have a good safety net which i have built over the last 2 years and this will help me survive in a city like mumbai so, so that is something which i have and a place yeah. like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> and a place like this where i get to meet smart people like ashwin badri from i i yeah. meant i know the rents over yeah those they are like going up yeah right actually. that's so, a pain <laughs> that's a pain I, i'm very well aware uh, so when you started what was your vision for what you're doing like okay i know you wanted to solve people's problems and probably answer questions but was was that it like that what that was it or was it something a little bigger i am a very uh, i don't know but i am a i'm an over ambitious kid like right from my beginning so if 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 let's say you ask me this question what is one word which you would like you to be remembered as mm. after your death mm. so i would call as a dreamer so nice. i think i would like myself to be associated with the word dreamer because i have like a lot of big dreams in my life so i think uh, when i started my content creation journey also on youtube instagram and linkedin most importantly what my thought process was that i'll just give back to the fraternity i started sharing my notes free of cost with everyone i just circulated all my ca final notes which i could have sold it for literally like mm-hmm. thousands and 10000s of rupees i just give them free of cost i just scanned them and distributed across mm-hmm. my social media then i shared all my cfa notes also with everyone in the community and all without expecting anything in return but i think i got a very good organic traction and that authenticity was associated with my brand so for example today if let's say i'm posting something on social media people feel that okay this is something very genuine and this is very authentic this guy is not going to lie or this guy is not going to post anything against his or uh, against his principles as such so i started with that mindset but if you ask me about the dreams and about the vision for this it's like i just want to ensure that through my social media itself i want to educate all the people who want to gain financial literacy in india that is the vision to be honest so if you ask about the statistics as well right like today in india like there are various people who know about let's say what to do about finance how to let's say invest in stocks but they don't know let's say how to analyze a particular stock etc lot of people don't even know if they get their first salary kitne paise kahan pe dalne chahiye or maybe how do i manage my finances as well so that is something which i want to cater to after a point of time and i also want to cater into the finance upskilling segment where i want to help people who have certain skill set but they want to upskill to get a better paying job as well so that is something which i'm focusing on through my startup as well and i think that's the vision that's the dream which i have to just make the entire nation financially literate and afterwards like catering outside india as well and helping people gain knowledge on personal finance and on money management love it uh in india talking about money and especially talking about money of families almost like a taboo right uh, and the funny thing is if you ask anyone in my family like cousins anyone like what do i do they'll have no idea what scale am i doing it at they'll have no idea they won't even know the name of my company hmm. i can guarantee you that ask any in my family what is the name of my company they'll not even know scale to bhuli jao right hmm. and i think that's a very very bad habit or bad tradition that has been followed and i think it's especially true in maharashtrians i don't know why If you go talk to a Guju, and I have a lot of Guju friends, after the first two minutes of hi hello, we are discussing money, where you made money, where you lost money, things yeah. you learned, and money is not taboo. Money is encouraged. Failures are encouraged, right? 
So I have a very uh, good habit of talking about failures. A lot of that actually comes from my friends who used to talk about failures, mm. right? Which encouraged me to talk about failures. And now that's almost become a this thing, uh, culture in our company. We talk about failures quite openly. Because if you don't fail, you're not trying new things, right? Uh, what is something that you tried that failed? Right. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, I think a lot of lot of things, to be honest, like uh, trying to put my hands on a lot of things. So if, 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 if I talk about my failures, right, like, there are a lot to be honest. If I talk about the academic failures as such, which was the first one, I was pursuing this course called as Actuarial Science. Mm. And I had cleared uh, six levels of Actuarial Science, which was a big thing for me at that point of time. But again, I failed in one of the subjects in Actuarial Science and that was the first academic failure in 2018. I still remember this because I was crying. That was the first time mm. I was crying because of an academic failure. And I called my dad immediately stating that what will people think about me? And the first thought which came to my mind was that I am okay, but what relatives Parents That was something and my dad was so, so supportive at that point of time. He was like, one mark sheet is not going to change your life or maybe one failure is not going to define who you are as a person. Just keep going and focus on what is going to be next for you. So that was the first academic failure. Like it was the, it was a very uh, sad and like I was dismantled at that point of time because I had never ever experienced failure in my life. And at that point, I realized one lesson that it's absolutely okay to not think what relatives or what other people are thinking about you. Just go with your mindset and just go focus whatever you want to do. A lot of people are going to just be there who are going to be naysayers at the end of the day. So I've realized that everyone wants to take credit for your success, but no one wants to blame themselves for your failure. <laughs> if I failed in my actual sense, there were three people telling that, Are you time pass? Karta tha, ye fail hone wala tha. However, if I got a rank in my CA exam, everyone was like, I have to go to the rank. I have to go to the rank. I have to go to the rank. That is something which I realized, one life lesson. Mm. The second failure was when I was rejected by multiple multinational companies during my job interviews. The first one was Deutsche Bank, where I was asked questions on current affairs. I was not able to answer them. Second one was BCG, Boston Consulting Group. I, that was a dream company. I wanted to get into that, but I failed miserably in the final rounds. And the third one again was HUL, Bain, Mondelez, etc. So all these companies, like two of them didn't even shortlist me, despite the good profile which I had because of uh, not having a big four article mm. internship mm. and all. Mm. So that was again another failure where I was not getting accepted in job interviews. Ultimately, I was like, I have done so much, like so, so many good academic achievements. Mm. Still, what is there which is lacking in me? And then I got to know that again, it's like I need to improve upon my communication skills, etc. And then I'll do better in those interviews. That was the second failure. And the third failure which I have experienced in my life is primarily from the fact that it's very, like it's not a failure as such, but at least I've realized that it's very difficult to sell something to the Indian audience. Like to be honest, I thought that, okay, if I have 400,000 followers on my social media, if I come up with any product as such, I'll be able to sell them or maybe I'll be able to, let's say, tell them that, okay, like you can, like I'll be able to tell them that, okay, purchase this product. So for example, I started this company Kegar, right? So for the masterclass, I expected that at least 500 to 700 students will register for a two-hour session, which I had charged 300 rupees for. But I ended up realizing that only, let's say, 300 people turned up and I was like, yeah, risk number ko badana padega. That was not a failure as such, but I, at least it didn't meet my expectations. So failure is what you expect something and you're not able to meet them, Correct. then that is failure. Correct. So that is like one kind of failure for me as well. Correct. So I got to know that, okay, it's very difficult to sell in India, especially given the fact that you have to come up with something very interesting, something very innovative very unique, which will be of value additive to the audience and community. So that is something which is a hard learned lesson. So I think uh, I'm very happy that you shared not just one, but multiple failures. Uh, when you share failures, it instantly builds trust. 
right? Because you sh- you are vulnerable, you show that I am human, I make mistakes, and I think people trust that. And I think that comes across in all your videos and everything that I've seen. I've seen that humbleness. I've seen that you know trustworthiness coming across, and it's a very unique talent to have. You could easily be arrogant. You can easily show off, but you don't. So I, I, that's something I do admire. It means a lot. It means a lot. <laughs> uh and i'm also very uh, curious and i'm going to track this even if you don't all the names you mentioned i'm very sure in the if they've not already happened in the next 3 to 5 years all these people will be inviting you to speak <laughs> at their places and uh, i am going to track and i'm going to write back say hey you know bcg had set up bcg mein i and because you share, obviously wherever you go you share it on social yeah. and i follow you on so, all the socials right so yeah. i'm very sure that i will see you in these places and i will remind you ki boss <laughs> you had said ki tu yahan pe nahi you know you didn't accept it but you know you're speaking over that and i think that would be a testament and yeah, I, yeah. i remember something very similar happening with me when i started equinox labs i'd gone to a five star chain i don't know name they called today they are my client but i remember them telling me that oh you should work with me for free i was like why would i do it for free they're like oh because we would i mean our brand would come on a thing and it would open up doors and without us you will not be able to succeed and i said okay if that's your you know uh, opinion it's fine and i walked away today that entire chain is with us pan india wow. but my my team was like oh no we shouldn't take them because they said this tree i'm like no 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 just don't give them any discount utna rakho yaar but we are still working with us pan india right and, and and sometimes these little things kind of motivate you like yeah. these failures or these setbacks should motivate you to do better and i think i think it's worked I, if you had actually gotten accepted in one of those places maybe you wouldn't be where you are today yeah i agree right I agree. so whatever happens actually happens for the best no in fact i remember so basically the thing is that i have told it in one of my videos also that if i would have had let's say gotten into bcg or let's say any any other company mm-hmm. so they, they uh, they're like they have crazy working hours so my friends were working at bcg i know they're working for let's say 16 hours a day or maybe 14 hours a day when when the case is going on right so i don't think i would have been able to start a youtube channel firstly if i would have been working there and i don't even think i would have been able to let's say write a book which took me <laughs> off for like almost 6 to 8 months of my time to write that so these side gigs which i was able to do with my job at aditya billa group because of the like uh, because of the very nice and very uh, positive work culture i don't think i would have been able to do it with other organizations so that is something which i think happened good like happened for a reason and second point i think taking criticism positively is very important so as you also mentioned right i mean i was given a feedback that i need to improve upon my communication skills in my bcg interview mm. i immediately started my youtube channel i started talking to myself in front of a mirror and i used to see ki kaun se minute ya kaun se second pe main fumble kar raha hu while talking so that second increased from let's say 15 seconds to 45 seconds to let's say 55 seconds so basically talking in front of the mirror without any fumble pehle 15 ve second pe i used to fumble then i used to fumble at 45th and then 50 ve matlab this was the journey in that 30 days period then i was given a feedback by one of my audience like one of my subscribers that your audio quality is terrible immediately mm-hmm. i ordered like one boya mic from amazon which was about 800 900 rupees at least the quality improved significantly so i think these criticisms which are there right like i think it's good if people are criticizing you and you should take it positively if you want to grow in your life so build a castle with the stones which are thrown at yeah absolutely yeah. uh tell me a little bit about your book what inspired you to write the book and what the book is about yeah so the first book is called as acing ca so luckily i mean with all humility it became like the amazon best seller within one day of its launch itself and uh, the reason i wrote the book is because a lot of ca students in india are struggling to just have or maybe know a path there's no book which talks about an entire journey of a chartered accountant right from let's say childhood to right the foundation exam to the final exam so this book is primarily for someone who is let's say in their 11th or 12th and deciding whether to do ca or not and then they'll get to know about the entire journey which is there 
it's it's not at all technical i have not even used any technical term in mm. that mm. and it's like it's a book which will help anyone who is just enrolled in the ca curriculum like firstly whether deciding uh, to enroll for ca and if they have enrolled for ca just they have just started then mm. this book is going to be the guiding light for them so there was no book as of uh, like as of now in india mm. and therefore i thought this will be helpful to people although i've covered a lot lot in my youtube videos but youtube videos they become stale after a point of time so book i think it will remain with everyone forever so that is something which motivated me to write and uh, i think uh, it took me like a good amount of time to write this book it's very difficult by the way to write a book where you have to jot down your thoughts you have to like compile it in a proper pdf and then give it to a publisher so that is something which took a lot of time but at least i am happy that uh, this book has become the best seller and the lot of people wrote blurbs like including former railway minister of india suresh prabhu mm. then chairman of idbi bank tn manohar oh, wow and forward has been written by mr deepak parik who is the chairman of hdfc oh group. wow it's brilliant so i think these are some people who i want to become like in the future and if they are writing something for me it means the world to me to be honest 100% and i think uh, you are right because whenever i have looked at any of the books they always extremely technical nobody talks about the journey they will talk about the very specific things and uh, back in the day when i was considering what to take and i was looking at ca because my mom's a ca and so oh, she was you know okay. also like telling me oh, this is an option available all my friends used to be like boss ca means come again <laughs> it's like you you're not you're not going to pass at the first yeah. go right and i uh, and you require a certain mindset to be a ca i remember one of my cousins uh, she was trying to become a ca she i think didn't clear it once didn't clear it the second time and i remember telling her something in which she took offense but later on she realized i was right I told her, Ross, the your personality is such a way that I wouldn't trust you with my money. And then she's like, "Whoa, like, what do you mean by that?" I'm like, "But you're such a. I mean, I meant it in all the right way. Meaning, you're such a bubbly person. You're so lively, and I don't see you doing well with numbers, and you don't like numbers." And she was doing CA because her dad was a CA, and he's a very well-renowned CA. So that's what she was pursuing. And I told her, "You know, pursue your passion rather than just what you've been told to pursue." And today, she is doing extremely well. She's out of the country. She's on top of her field. Right, she then pursued education in that craft that she loved, and now she's on top of her field. Wow. Right, so following your passion has a very, very big, you know, very big impact. I now you are on to your second book. Yeah. Right. So you do you are, are you allowed to talk about that or not? Yeah, yeah. Or sure, please sure, so tell sure. me about the second book. The second book is called as Unicorn Secret. It's basically uh, like uh, interviewing twenty successful unicorn founders of India, laying their success stories in a book format. Again, the inspiration is from a book called as Founders at Work mm -hmm. by Jessica Livingston, who is mm -hmm. the founding member of Y Combinator, mm -hmm. and she wrote a book uh, where she covered success stories of companies like Gmail, PayPal when they were start wow. startups back in okay. the year two thousand three and two thousand four. So similar to that, I'm writing like this book called as Unicorn Secret, and uh, it's like with uh, Penguin as of now, and uh, it is expected to be launched on August two thousand twenty-three. So we plan to release it on fifteenth August itself because that is Independence Day. and we want to promote entrepreneurship on like a patriotic occasion itself fantastic so that is a book which is in process so it includes stories of founders like ritesh agarwal from oyo varun gazal alag from mamart uh, nitin kamath from zeroda then amit jain who is the shark in shark tank india from car deco razer pay shashank kumar so lot lot of these uh, startups so we have identified every sector mm. fintech edtech consumer mm. tech mm. crypto etc mm. and we have taken like the leading two players in that sector And laid down their stories from zero to one, and not one to hundred. Mm. So basically, anyone can go from one to hundred. That's not very difficult. But zero to one, which is the struggling phase. How do you hit the product market fit? How do you get the proof of concept? How do you acquire your first set of customers? How do you raise money? All those questions are answered in this book. And because of this book, I got a chance to meet personality like Ashwin because no. that, is, that is the reason. That is the reason uh, I I could connect with him. Uh, and uh, yeah, but but love it. I'm I'm. 
waiting to get my hands on this uh, and for a couple of reasons one is these are the people so i'm, I'm launching another podcast very soon right. it's called unboxing success where i want to interview right. unicorn founders uh, in a interview podcast format yeah. and I, i'm going to lean on you that time to connect <laughs> me to these guys because many of these guys i don't know personally so i'm going to lean on you definitely. right and i think this is the whole idea of connecting the dots and that's the i mean that's the reason we're doing something this way. I, i'm doing something this way because yeah if you want to be successful you can't do everything yourself. It's finally going to be the network effect. It's going to be your circle that's going to help you connect the dots, help you see things, get insights. And the name also came from Kunal Shah's, you know, this thing of connecting the dots. Right. Uh, when you're writing a book, what is the most challenging part of that process? Yeah, I think uh, one of the most challenging parts of writing a book would be to, let's say, jotting down your thoughts and summarizing what you want to write on that paper, on that page itself. So that is very difficult. So it's it's not uh, very easy to be creative. So creativity is something. Creativity is something which is not let's say inborn. According mm -hmm. to me, creativity mm -hmm. is something which can be learned over time. But again, the challenging part here is that how do you learn that, or maybe how do you become more creative? For example, in my previous book, Acing C, that was on my entire journey and all. At one chapter, I was like, "Yeah, or is me? What should I write? I mean, I have added the whole content. What should I write more, or maybe what can be more value additive? That is something which." helps you ultimately in order to think more and become more creative creative mm -hmm. so there's always this argument right like people ask whether creativity is something which is inborn or it can be let's say learned over a period of time Correct. and my opinion on that is very simple it can be learned over a period of time if you allow your mind to think and if you allow your mind to give more freedom so that is something which is the most challenging part and apart from that i think uh, another challenging part would be to let's say coordinate with all these professional editors and once they give the changes and all Like looking at all those changes, reviewing them, and then like I literally spent almost up seven days. I used to sleep by two a.m. or three a.m. just to review the changes, everything. I used to give my changes to them. They used to give their changes to oh me, etc. So from twelve to three a.m. those three hours, I used to after my work, mm. I used to just allocate to that only for a week, wow. for an entire week. So I've done that for my previous book. I'm going to do that again for my next book. I I'm sure <laughs> it's going to happen. But I think that's fun because that is something which even I like doing it. And another challenging part would be to like I think uh, getting the forward and blurbs from let's say renowned people. So I had reached out to so many people for requesting them to write a forward for my book, but ultimately like got one very big name for my book itself. But again, that is very difficult. I had started the process one and a half months back. Mm. It took me one and a half months to let's say request anyone to agree to write a forward for my book. So again, it's, it's a very long process. Like. Ultimately, what comes in 180 pages is going to take you like mm. around six to eight months, or even more than one year, in order to mm. compile those mm. 180 pages, including the foreword, the blurbs, mm. the entire content, everything. Brilliant. But now that you've experienced and almost you're finishing the second book as well, is this something you're going to often like every year? Are you yeah. going to come out of the book? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. A, that's you're enjoying question. the process. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the process, and I have decided now. So I think this is the first time I'm making in public that. Uh, Every year I'm going to write one book, and every year there's going to be one book which is going to be published by me. Brilliant. And either it'll be with some co-author or ah. it's not, but I, I'll keep writing. So Brilliant. I think you just fall in love with the process. Yeah, actually. And so writing helps you in order to analyze yourself. To be honest, if you're writing something, I had this habit of writing right from my childhood days. So even during my job at Aditya Birla Group, I used to wake up at 6 a.m. I used to just write something, whatever I feel. Whether it could be as random as let's say, okay, my uh let's say my maid used to come at 8:15 am sharp in order to ensure i am not uh, disturbed because 8:15 am i used to take a break for my breakfast mm. and she used to clean the entire room mm. so basically i used to write down just okay thanking someone okay this is something which really helped me in my journey etc so it, it could be as random as that or it could be as random as what is the importance of saying thank you towards the end of your zoom meetings etc like everyone says it's like a formality which mm. a lot of people think but actually 
it is like an essence or it is like something which makes the other person feel comfortable etc so these random thoughts so i started writing and i think writing helped me in order to understand what kind of a person i am and whenever you are angry whenever you are going through a bad phase no venting it out on a piece of paper will make you very very peaceful and very very calm at the end of the day love it uh where do you see yourself 5 years from now <laughs> it's as if i am applying an equilibrium <laughs> as as an entrepreneur <laughs> where do you see yourself 5 years no, from just now? kidding because this is the it, it's interview a 100% interview question i know that so if if let's say i would have been applying here so sir i see myself <laughs> as the vice president of uh, marketing department 5 years down the line but yeah just kidding i think on a serious note 5 uh, years right so i'll be 29 i am becoming very old so <laughs> not as much, not as old as me <laughs> yeah. so i think 5 years to be honest uh, i would want uh, my let's say my organization or my company to be recognized as the top 25 startups of india and uh, apart from that that that's a, that's an over ambitious goal but i've told you that i of i am an, i am an over ambitious person i think if people are laughing on your goals you're going in the right direction that 100% thought which i have kept in my mind. i love the dreamer one and yeah. if you are not a dreamer then what are you getting <laughs> right so that that is one where which i have a vision for my company mm. and mm. second thing is uh, this is something which uh, is very close to me so my mom runs uh, like a very on a very small scale she helps people with their education in nasik in my hometown so Nothing. people who don't have money for their education needs she takes care of the entire education entire groceries rentals everything of that family itself. oh wow So this Brilliant. is something which I really, really want to scale up after a point of time as something giving back to the fraternity and something giving back to the community. Uh, at least education is something which I am very much close to, very passionate about. I want like every kid or maybe everyone who wants to, to who wants to educate themselves, they should have access to education. If money is the problem, then I think I'll be able to solve that. So that is something which uh, is my mm. vision for the next five years. Love it. Uh, people who are debating whether they should get into finance what question should they ask themselves what should they look at is this the right field for me like mm. what qualities do they have or what is the mental checklist that they should go through that is this the right field for me right again that's a good question i need to learn the ask uh, learn the art of asking good questions from you i'm actually I'm quite curious. horrible this one is just coming up so no, no, you know we are not good. reading from a script yeah, this is just coming up on the spot right it's, so it's really nice so these are all intriguing questions and they are uh, letting me think a lot <laughs> in order to answer So I think uh, finance is a very very subjective field. Like you talk about anything, even an accountant or a person who's doing a data entry in a let's say procure to pay kind of a role, that is also finance. A person who's a private equity associate who's evaluating like multi billion dollar deals, whether to invest in them or not, that also is finance. So I think one skill or maybe one thing which people should ask themselves if they want to get in the field into the field of finance is how. like how do they love or maybe how do they react when they want to play with numbers numbers as in like how good they are with let's say mental math mathematics or maybe if they see good amount of numbers in front of them like a balance sheet or a profit and loss account will they be more curious to know okay yaar iska amount kahan se aaya or maybe why is this company loss making despite the fact that the revenues are growing 10% year on year or maybe some questions like why is this company not able to scale their revenues despite the fact that their profits are like they are profitable and they have good amount of reserves and surplus or cash in their balance sheet So I think if you are very much passionate or if you are very much excited about reading these stuff, then I think finance is made for you. Apart from that, I think if you want to understand how to manage your money, if you have, let's say, if you earn your first stipend, okay. Mm. So if you are earning, let's say, first stipend in internship around fifteen twenty thousand per month, twenty thousand credit हो गया. If you are thinking कि यार ये twenty thousand को how can I make it forty thousand by the next year or how can I make it, let's say, more amount, then I think finance is for you. 
बिकॉज अलॉट ऑफ माई फ्रेंड्स ऑल्सो वॉट आई नोटिस इज दैट ट्वेंटी थाउजेंड आता था देव टू स्पेंड बिकॉज ट्वेंटी थाउजेंड आ गया तो अभी स्पेंड कर देते एंड देन वील थिंक क्या करना है नेक्स्ट मंथ वापस ट्वेंटी थाउजेंड आ जाएगा बट इफ समन इज हैविंग दैट माइंड ऑफ इन्वेस्टिंग एंड अर्निंग मल्टीपल सोर्सेज ऑफ मेकिंग मल्टीपल सोर्सेज ऑफ इनकम देन आई थिंक फाइनेंस इज लाइक मेड फॉर दैट पर्सन आफ्टर पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम इट्स माई ड्रीम ऑल्सो दैट the money which i'll get from my investments mm. like the dividends mm. or the rentals mm. like all mm. this uh, interest which is called like if i am investing i get some interest so the total amount of interest which i'll get if they are more than my expenses and if they are helping me to cover my day to day expenses then i think i am i become financially independent so paisa bank mein aap paisa kahan pe stocks mein invested hai but usse jo return aa raha hai let's say dividends capital gains etc if that is helping me in order to manage mm. my entire expenses mm. then i have become financially independent so now you you're no longer working for money you can now work for whatever you want because absolutely. your needs are taken care of absolutely so there was a theory i read that uh, if so uh, uh, me and my business partner uh, were not exploring at, at what point are you financially free or like how much investment how much money you need to make to not worry about money where 4% of what you've made if you can withdraw mm. and obviously that 4% that 100% is growing if you can withdraw 4% of it which takes care of your annual expenses you're sorted you don't right. need to work for money anymore if right. you stop earning that day you will comfortably live a life correct absolutely your current lifestyle will continue your lifestyle not diminish your lifestyle will continue in comfortable in fact like 4% is also on a conservative side because usually if you invest in let's say even fixed deposits in some banks etc you can get around 5 5.5% or let's say even in stocks etc you can get around 8 to 10% as well so i think 4% is also conservative number so the reason it is 4% is it also accounts for not just this as an investment but this as life matlab tomorrow you may right. have to withdraw right. a big right. chunk are right. medical expense hai kuch right. bada nikalna hai you will still survive you can yeah. put a 10% of your that big uh, nest egg and you will still survive right? Right, right so that was the reason is 4% because right. obviously you can and what that uh, article says you can invest not just like any stock you can put in index funds and like, we are like listed yeah. a few index funds kisme dalo bhaiya and just keep putting the this thing back yeah. in it and you can withdraw up to 4% and you're fine you can continuously every year withdraw 4% and i think 10% in case of an emergency right, right? and it will replenish itself yeah. so that was an interesting idea now you're in a phase where you're growing your team when you interview people what is the characteristic that you would avoid can you get that i will not i i wouldn't want this person to be part of my team i think one characteristic would be uh, laziness i wouldn't want to hire someone who's very lazy in fact like bill gates had mentioned that uh, he would want to hire someone lazy because he'll find a smart way to smarter faster way of doing something i was about something. to say yeah but uh, so my thought process is quite simple so someone who's very passionate about an idea right mm. like someone who's very hungry to learn new things those are some skills which are really 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 like so i'm a big fan of hustlers to be honest so anyone who's hustling and anyone who has this attitude of okay even i want to hustle for these many years of my life and then i'll probably just relax and enjoy the rest mm. i think i am a big fan of that attitude although there's a lot of debate or there's a lot of controversy on the topic that whether you should hustle 24/7 whether you should work 24/7 work life balance blah 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 but that is my point and second characteristic which i would want to avoid is uh, anyone who is not uh, like anyone anyone who lies a lot so anyone who's like not Dishonest. truthful not truthful to the organization that is something which i would avoid so integrity is something which is a core value even on our website if you mm. go to the value mm. section mm. there are three values like the first one is integrity which is very very critical Absolutely. for anyone in fact i'll be happy if someone tells me that uh, kushal today i want to go on a date at 6 pm and that's why i want to take a leave i'll be happy if you're telling me that instead of telling me i have a personal problem i have an emergency and uh, today i have to leave early etc etc so that is something which uh, i have like uh, a very much uh, you know like i'm very much uh, like passion about that mm. particular thing and second is commitment that is something which i look for before hiring anyone 
whoever is coming in the organization they should be committed to the values and to the principles of the organization if they are given some responsibility they should just figure out through themselves and they shouldn't be spoon fed mm. so spoon feeding is something which i would avoid a lot if anyone loves spoon feeding that okay mujhe to aap bata do kya karna hai main wahi karunga mm. that is something which i won't like you should always go a step beyond of what you are told to, to do and if you are going a step beyond then i think you are someone who has more like an entrepreneurial mindset rather than an employee mindset so again no offense to anyone who is doing mm. a job but again a lot of employees are also having an entrepreneurial mindset when they are working under someone Absolutely. and Absolutely. if they are having their entrepreneurial mindset they are going to do well in their careers automatically it's just that they don't have the risk taking capacity because of let's say financial constraints or family issues and all and we should all, of course respect that I'm but at the same time i feel that those people have an entrepreneurial mindset if they are doing something beyond of what they are expected to do so that is something which i really really like. loved it so on the first point uh, when you said uh, you know honesty and the example you gave that's the almost a similar similar example we use in office so one of the uh, videos i made was 10 signs of uh, you know great talent and uh, one of the signs was if you're working sorry it was actually uh, sorry six signs of great workplace and the workplace if you have to lie to your boss on why you're taking a leave or going early or whatever it's pointless i mean there's yeah. something wrong there's something wrong in the workplace like i've had people come and tell me Hey, my girlfriend is visiting. I need two not early, nay. I need two days off. I want to go spend time with her, and we would sit and for five minutes. Ah, yah pe ja, wo kar yah pe. You know, we should sit and plan. Ah, how you want to spend time? Kya karne wale ho, right? Wow. I think that's the kind of workplace you should have. Right, that yeah. kind of honesty should be there. Right. And and what you spoke about is that uh, entrepreneur mindset. If you are able to find people that way, give them the freedom. Let them try new things. Let them experiment. Let them learn. Many a times they're learning at the company's expense. They're learning at your expense, but it's fine because guess what? They are learning, they are growing. But when they're doing it, you as an organization is getting benefit. Correct. Right. So failure is something that's going to happen. Allow people to fail. Allow people to try new things. Right. The best way to grow is through mistakes. Right? I think failure will happen only if you try. If you like, if you ask them to try some new thing. Something right? new. If absolutely. you don't ask them to try only, and if you're just giving some instructions, mm. and they are being like a slave kind of a thing, where they are just listening to your instructions and just following it blindly. Yeah, yeah that's not going to work at the end of the not, day. Like, not even for the person's growth, neither for the organization. Hundred percent. And I also think that that you should hire people who know a little bit more than you in their area of expertise. Yeah. you should hire because that's a mistake i made for the first few years of equinox i hired people who didn't know anything and i would tell them do this this way and they used to do it that way we as an organization didn't grow we grew but whatever i could grow yeah, yeah. but then once we made the switch of hiring people who are experts in their field if they need some help you'd give them the help or they need something you'll we'll give them that and I, then i started getting out of their way like that's your feel now you handle it or your micro lab you'll see that or you're doing logistics you'll look at logistics Don't, I'm not going to intervene. I'm not going to ask questions. You need something, you come back to me. Right. If you need something, otherwise I'm not asking what you're doing. Right. That changed the whole game around. Where people then then they became owners of that process. Then they realize, okay, there's nobody else to come and save me. Ah, something goes wrong. Okay, is there? But I'm responsible for this whole outcome, and the whole team is looking up to me. Right. There is a mind shift change at that point, and I right. love when I see that change happening. And I've seen so many times when a junior person is put in that role, and then they realize that okay, hey, this is. Not, my tomorrow is not going to be like how it was yesterday now i'm in charge of a team i'm in charge of a process i'm in charge of this outcome it's a it's a game changer right uh, you mentioned they, earlier ha, before, yeah, sorry yeah. to interrupt but uh, this recalls me of an interesting uh, like quote also mm. not not a quote but i was interviewing uh, ruchi kalra she is the founder of oxyzo and of business mm. which is a b2b giant and oxyzo is a lending arm so cumulatively they have a valuation of 6 billion dollars wow and uh, she was she like mentioned this beautiful fact 
she told that if you are going to hire a's in your organization they will in return hire a's in your organization if you'll hire b's then they are going to hire b's and if you if you'll hire someone at mm. c stage like mm. c stage mm. as in c grade mm. so they are going to hire c's in your organization so you always have to ensure that you are hiring someone a a quality so that they will hire like better than themselves so that is very critical and if you notice in hindsight also when i also like mm. look at look back at my company mm. i also feel that okay if you are going to hire someone who's at a lesser quality ultimately they are going to hire someone lesser than them so if you want to grow you need to just focus on a and then only you will have that exponential graph absolutely uh the last thing i want to ask you is when you're going through this journey do you ever doubt yourself do you ever feel a imposter syndrome because many times that happens to me right like especially when a lot of success comes your way you're like did i deserve this like and on your sometimes you're given a lot more importance sometimes you're put like for example uh, i am a, a national advisor to body called fsci food safety i'm sometimes writing the laws which are going to become i mean i'm writing documents which are becoming laws in the yeah. country sometimes i'm like one second am i even qualified to do this <laughs> right yes i've done my thing from cornell and food safety ki i mean i've earned myself that sometimes you question yourself because something good has been offered to you does it ever happen to you yeah i mean if it happens to a person like you <laughs> i'm sure it's going to <laughs> no, happen no, not to a person at all, like but me. i'm just curious like does, like does that happen how yeah. do you deal with that yeah, yeah it does happen almost uh, on a regular basis to be honest <laughs> okay. so every uh, day when i wake up it's like uh, you know like there's this concept of existential crisis mm-hmm. why are you even there on this planet mm-hmm. what is your vision what's your mission are you able to get closer to what you have dreamt or are you able to get closer to achieving your dreams and mm-hmm. you know like fulfilling your vision so that is something which i usually get on a day to day basis imposter syndrome imposter syndrome i think i get it because of the fact that i try to compare myself with people who are let's say younger than me or i try to compare myself with people who are of the same age the, uh, same age as me but they have done a lot better in their lives so that is something which i always try to compare myself with but it's i think the point which i want to give is like it's okay to compare as far as you are getting inspiration from them uh, inspiration from them mm-hmm. if you are involved in jealousy then i think that's not a right way of comparison so that is something which i have learned over the last few mm-hmm. years of my life mm-hmm. and uh, the best part is that whenever i get imposter syndrome or whenever i get these thoughts that okay i'm not doing quite well as compared to the other one etc i try to reach out to those people i just send them a cold mm. email or let's mm. say message on linkedin and try to ask them that what was the turning point in your life or what was the eureka moment in your life like for example in every startup journey there's a aha moment mm-hmm. which is like are yaar abhi to must abhi like it has grown significantly so i try to ask them that and i try to just understand that okay if this is the moment if this has happened with them sometime maybe in the future it can happen with me also so the way i try to see is that you should always have patience if you want to achieve something very big in your life not everyone is going to get success like at the age of 19 20 or maybe you know like just everything they don't get everything mm. at, at a very young age only so mm. if you talk about let's say even companies like zeroda 2010 to 2020 it was just trying to grow its roots and the trees were planted after covid like they became famous after like 2019 and 20 right if you talk about let's say physics wala also which is an edtech unicorn mm. 2016 to 2020 it was just focusing on creating its roots and the trees were planted only after 2020 21 so there's a lot of pain lot of struggle which goes mm. behind the scenes which is not usually seen by a lot of people they only look at the success they look at the life of these people but what is more important is to understand the hard struggles which have gone underway so that is something which is critically important and last thing which i'd like mm. to mention is a beautiful example so this has been mentioned by rahul dravid if you plant a chinese bamboo seed mm. right you won't see a single sprout for the next day for the next one year for the next 5 years and you will see a plant which will shoot as long as 6 feet 
on the fifth year and it will go to six feet in six days itself. So some people wow. will say that this plant grew in just six days. But the reality is it grew in five years and six days. And that is something which you need to take care of. So five years of time which has gone, that is something which is very critical, which is not seen by anyone outside. But you know that is the pain which is gone. Love it. I love the uh, love the quote and I think it's a beautiful quote to end this on. And uh, I, I think the last 20 years, 21 years you were planted and now we're seeing you <laughs> rise. And I think that that journey is going to be beautiful. Thank you so much, Kushal, for being on Connecting the Dots. And I am rooting for you and I'm looking forward to multiple successes. Thank you so much Ashwin, yeah. for having me. And I think I had a wonderful time. And thank you so much for asking such smart, incredible questions, which I didn't have an answer to and I had to think. But I really loved the entire conversation. I'm, hoping so. I, I, I'm going to use the one that you asked, which is like, what is the one word that you won't be known for? Yeah. I love that. Now that one's going in my books. That's going to come up in some episode in the future. I'm going to give credit to you. Sure, sure. Thanks That's a lot, Kushal. Lovely chatting with you.